What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? We got another great show for you again this week. Not only do we drink and review some delicious beers, but we also have a beer news story. And then we pay tribute to a fallen friend, so to speak. Um, in our cold brew list, we list off the 10 best moments of Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler Bing, in Friends. We list his 10 greatest moments in Friends uh, in the TV show. And then we also, uh, you know, talk a little bit about um, some of our other ones that may 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 not may not have made the cut. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, at the end, we talk a lot about football, but um, I do want to say one thing. Uh, I mentioned um, the Red, White, and Brew Festival that's happening at Litchfield Park, November eighteenth. That ground control. Uh, buy your tickets online. Um, I actually called it. I accidentally called it Red, White, and Beer. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's actually called Red, White, and Brew, and you can get those tickets online. Just go to the Ground Control website, and you can find the link there. And since we're on the topic of plugs, don't forget to follow us on Untapped and also on Instagram. Search Cold Brew Podcast. And don't forget to check out uh, the special show I dropped earlier this week. I was talking with Will Walterson from Catalyst Crafted Ales. And that's the new brewery out in Tempe. And we talk about his little journey from his little journey. It's a big journey from the brewery to Catalyst and all points in between. We touch on all points in between. We drink some beer and we just talk about a little bit of everything, a little bit of how he sees uh, Catalyst, uh, their future in Tempe. And then at the very end, we talk about Chicago Bears football because he's a big old Chicago Bears fan. And also, if you hadn't seen it, haven't seen it yet or heard it yet, check out uh, the Exorcist review with that I did with Amanda Bear Lecter. Um, you can listen to it, of course, on this feed if you haven't already. And then you can also see it on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search Cold Brew Podcast. And you can see Amanda and I talking about um, the Exorcist, uh, Believer, and then also all the other ones that preceded it. And we can also find a, a bunch of our shows on there just the audio and you can also find uh amanda and i um we we've done other shows too so go check that out on youtube all right uh without further ado it's time for another cold brew Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios, I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. Hey, so how does it feel that we went up one notch in the Arizona beer podcast scene? Woo! <laughs> so we're at notch one? <laughs> well, yeah, if you want us to go like one to ten, but yeah, the... Uh, the preeminent podcast from Arizona, the quote official. He, he anyway, he 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 bowed out. He's done. Taste, ta oh no, wasn't uh, tap that AZ uh, has retired. Oh, really? Yeah, Eric, uh, he's focusing on his his magazine in the digital age. You know, good for him. Good luck. That's funny because, um. Two, uh, two dudes in a garage could start tomorrow and beat us already. So, <laughs> well, 
funny you say that because Hobby Craftsman is uh, they taking the lead, man. They've they've, they've been yeah. churning out some shows. They finally got some uh, consistency going on their side. So good for them. There you go. And I haven't heard uh, a peep out of What's Max. Eddie in them, right? Yeah, yeah. Eddie and his buddy Chris and and Nate. There's three of them, but it's really Eddie and Chris uh, these days. Um, and then Max Allotman, I, I haven't heard a peep from him, so I don't even know if he's still around. But anyway, so we're 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 one rank higher now. If, if we were at two, <laughs> you know what? We might be. We might have stayed still. <laughs> we might have been at two for a while. And then now that Happy Craftsman is turning them out, they might have gone up to one, and we're still at two. Yeah. Anyway. People are revisiting the list. Wait, they're still on here? And they're that high? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Um, enough of the frivolity. Let's get to the beer, shall we? Sure. So I have from our friends in Phoenix, Arizona, from Roses by the Stairs, I have their black... IPA called Thackeray Binks. And it's uh, with... Wait, hold on a second. Let me turn on the light here. Totally unprepared. Um, made with Mosaic, uh, Kohatu, and Columbus hops. It's a black IPA. I have to look this up. I'm like, this name is too unique just to be like a, um, the, an original name. And Thackeray Binks... Is a character from the movie Hocus Pocus. Oh, do you watch? Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Is that like is that one of your movies every Halloween? No, I've never seen that. I know the uh, the sequel just came out, but mm -hmm. I just learned about the Sister Saunders. Uh, was it like bigger than I realized it was? Yeah. Oh, it's, there's a big old huge fucking thing now. Uh, to be tr truth be told, I've seen I saw the sequel before I saw the original. That's how. <laughs> that's how. Yeah. Like, that's how much I cared about the first one. You know, I I knew. Well, the the sequel was like straight to streaming, right? Yeah, so straight to Disney, I believe. Right. Okay, so yeah, I didn't realize it was like a big Disney thing until um, our our last uh, family Disney trip. It was it was all over the place. Oh yeah, and it, there's yeah, a big cult following. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. Nancy. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, uh, this uh, is there. Uh, all these wannabe goth girls would be living. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll get more to that later. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, it was one of the... Uh, they turned him into an immortal an immortal black cat, Thackeray Binks. That, that, was, his, that was his name, his, uh, his mortal name before they turned him into a black cat. So anyway, um, Papa. What was your black cat name? Uh, I, need to, I have no fucking clue, man. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy here. Yeah, like watch the movie, Chrism. <laughs> right? Go uh, pay your uh, nine ninety five a month and uh, subscribe to Disney Plus. Damn, you know what? I I got I got on um, Disney when it first first came out, and I got like a deal where it's basically like four years for the price of three or whatever. It's like you oh, know nice. a discount whatever. But my yeah my um th that's coming up. I think. Long story short, man, I, I looked at these renewal prices for that, and like, damn, it's almost double. Yeah, yeah, they they knew what they had. They knew what they were doing. All these fucking streamers did. They they lowball you at first, and then they'll they'll jack up the price. Yeah, I don't know. I heard like well, because I have Verizon that I could get a better deal through Verizon or whatnot. But I don't know. Gotta mm -hmm. gotta look at the uh, 
the fine print all this stuff and and see where I, I should be going with it. It's anyway, it's um, eventually gonna end up just the same as uh, basic cable prices. Okay, but like, do do I do the whole? Well, that's the thing too. They're gonna add. They're gonna have two tiers with the commercials and non-commercials, and mm-hmm. then uh, mm-hmm. you know, do I do I package and go the Hulu route because the uh, ESPN Plus, you know. If any of our listeners know uh, know what's up, uh, go ahead and drop a DM on on what you think should be the way to go. Yeah, and your username and password, please. Yes, and credit card number and those little three <laughs> digits on the back. <laughs> All right, what do you got? One zip code. And zip code. Zip code's a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, I have... Um, funny you mentioned other podcasts and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. I have a, a, a hypocritical beer today. Oh, all right. From a brewery that... No friends of ours. <laughs> and yeah, we talked about them. We featured them before. But once you know the beer type, you know why I made an exception to have them on the show. Hmm, okay. So I have... From Brewdog Brewing, their crisp pilsner known as Bushwood Beer. <laughs> You'll never be a member of Bushwood, man. It's funny you say that because my dad never liked you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So according to this, Bushwood Beer, the light and fresh beer that's crushable on the course this light-colored straw lager features a creamy white head and moderate carbonation. Hop additions give Bushwood beer a light, grassy lemon character, balanced by a sweet malt aroma. At, pipe, at 5% alcohol by volume, you'll be able to scamper along and play at least nine holes. Hmm. Don't worry, it's good luck. An ode to Caddyshack. So without yes. any further ado, pop off. I didn't hear anything. Did you open it? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, okay. All right. It was a good one, too. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't capture it. That's your microphone. Maybe I have to buy you a microphone for Christmas. All right. All right um, oh, what, cups in a string. <laughs> what, uh, my daughter and I did the cups in a string the other day. It, it works fun. It, it's a fun little thing to do. You have to make sure that your the knot in the cup is tied very... Um, Large that way, it doesn't pull through the string because it kept pulling through the, the cup. I mean, yeah. anyway, it's a fun little little thing. Maybe your, um, your eldest might enjoy it. Yeah. Um, this Thackeray Binks is 7.1% alcohol by volume, it's got a zero IBU rating, but maybe they just never tested it for IBU because it is it is pretty bitter. Not only is it bitter in the IBU and the uh, IPA sense. But also in the roastiness sense, um, it does have mosaic uh, kohatu and Columbus hops. But there's no listing on the um, the malt that they use. But I can only imagine they obviously they use you know really dark malts for it, chocolate malts and such. It does have a a slight um, dark chocolate um, slant to it, or a, um, very very subtle. A dark chocolate and some roastiness and a little bit of ash in the in the finish, um, in the lingering finish. So it's good. It's not my favorite black IPA of all time, but I do like it. I think I'm going to rate it relatively high later on during our untapped portion of the show. So how's your uh, how's your beer? 
Um, yeah, very light, very crisp, and it, it does got more of a happy kick than a, um, a beer with this light body, light um, upfront maltiness. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, it's got a little, a little bit of hot bitterness that you definitely uh, notice for such a, a lighter beer. Very nice. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah. All right, so we will rate this DR beers later on during our untapped portion of the show. Show. Just search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. Right now, it's time for some beer news. All right, not much in the beer news because last week I I did the show later on in the week, so there's not a lot that's happened since I've done the last show, but there's a couple things I do want to get to. First is, uh, this is the headline from the Daily Mail. Beer-loving reverend splits his time running a church or pulling pints. You might not expect a man of God to reveal his favorite lager is called hell, but this is true of Reverend Gary Ward, a beer-loving vicar who spills, splits his time running a church and pulling pints at a pub. The father of two works two nights a week at... All right. He's a, he's a priest and he has two kids? What what religion is this? Um, I know. I mean, I, we grew up Catholic, so we're used to priests being celibate. Well, you know, as far as we knew. And, um, hey, you, you know, now that we're older, maybe this might be a little controversial. You ever think the, the priests and the nuns ever got busy? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, As a, you know what? Most of our the nuns at, at at the church we went to were pretty old, right? Uh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> couple of the but I remember we had that one young, really young priest who used to give the Sunday night mass. Um, I don't know. Anyway, all right, uh, <laughs> let's go back. I'm sorry, I knew it was controversial to bring it up, but uh, the father too works uh, two nights a week at the Crown Inn in. Uh, Claverly Shropshire with his pay going towards raising money for new heating and lighting at All Saints Church. Reverend Ward, who wears his clerical collar behind the bar, said people have turned up to services as a result of his pub shifts. The 56-year-old will often sit down with locals to enjoy a pint of his favorite lager, a German brew aptly called Hell. Uh, Reverend Ward had a string of jobs before becoming a man of the cloth, including being a prison health worker and even treating serial killer Fred West when he was in jail. The vicar is now battling Parkinson's disease, but that hasn't stopped him leading services and serving very foamy beers to locals. Um, hey, what, what, a, what a great way to bring people into your church, you know, serving beer. Would you go? Would you go like, to church more often if um, the lo- if like um, at the local beer bar uh, the beer tender was a priest? Possibly, I know, right? You like yeah. kind of like trust them a little bit more, or less at least like relate to him a little bit more. And then, uh, last can he give the sermon while while working the taps? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, God told. Oh yeah, yeah, coming up right now. Well, I mean, the, all those monks brew beer. It's not like it's unholy to brew beer. Uh, no, I, I get that. Yeah. 
All right. No, but uh, you should worship in the house of the Lord, not some bar where. Uh, yeah, the house of the Lord is wherever you make it, man. That's what I that, that's what I was taught anyway. Right. All right. Uh, let's see here. And a second story. <laughs> Talk about going from one uh, one extreme to the other. Um, this is a uh, this comes to us from Decrypt. There, there, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of swirl going ab- uh, around about this story in uh, on Instagram. Anyway, I I first learned about it from Hayes Boys, and there's a couple other um, beer influencers on Instagram that have posted about this. This uh, AI girlfriend, her name is Amaror, Amaranth, wants to use her vaginal yeast to brew beer. Uh, the digital realms. Oh, uh, yeah. You saw that? Mm. Yeah. Or, yeah. Didn't you do this story before? Uh, we, we, Someone doing it again? No, we, we've done we've done this. Uh, someone has done this before. This is not like the first time someone has used vaginal yeast to brew a beer. Um, and then you saying that, but throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. all right. Sorry with all you with vaginal yeast out there. Go ahead. <laughs> do, carry on. Um, anyway, Amaranth is deep diving into the world of brewing, but this isn't your grandpa's ale. It's uh, got a personal touch. Amaranth, the Twitch sensation known for her steamy hot tub streams and let's just say unique product offerings, is stirring up the pot yet again. This time, she's teaming up with The Order of Yoni, a Polish brewery with a penchant for the peculiar. They want my vaginal yeast, she candidly shared with Dextero. And no, she didn't mean a secret bread recipe. For those who already don't know, Amaranth is a Twitch streamer with more than 6.3 million followers who's been making waves both in her hot tub and in the tech world. Decrypt recently spilled the beans on her latest tech venture, an AI girlfriend. Because why chat with real people when you can have a virtual amaranth echoing sweet nothings in binary? As previously reported, she launched AI Amaranth in May, a bot designed for virtual dates and conversations. This AI-powered avatar developed in collaboration with Forever Voices offers voice responses, mimicking Amaranth's style thanks to its training data set of hours of content produced by the streamer you know what it's not that bad of idea to actually for those who are awkward socially awkward to practice maybe with an ai girlfriend like to go out on a date as long as you're not like you know you know being like super fucking um pervy about it you know just to practice you know with the Speaking to a girl, because I remember, I mean, do you remember your first date? How awkward was that? Why would you hear? <laughs> no, I mean, I remember my first date. It was just awkward. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. It was just, it was just awkward. It was just weird. But then again, I was like, I was like, what? Like 12 or, th- no, 13 or 14 maybe. So it wasn't like it was, it wasn't like 25 or 26, you know, on my first date. I was still a teen, and it was probably just as awkward for her, too. So, yeah, Did you go was... to Cheesecake Factory? No, I went to Great America. And, no, I <laughs> we didn't even have Cheesecake Factory back then. But, oh, yeah. no, I don't know if you heard that controversial thing about this, uh, like, you know, one of those influencers who went viral for not wanting to get out of the car because uh, her date took her to Cheesecake Factory. Oh, no, I did not. That's... Damn, talk about spoiled and stuck yeah. up. 
Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a whole lame conversation in itself. I mean, <laughs> anyway, so you know, I I, I I get it, but but I still think it, maybe for some people, um, AI first dates might be helpful. It could be. Yeah, but anyway, no, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, or actually, I, I I not that I spoke ill of her, but she is a beautiful woman woman, but um, yeah. Uh, I can understand why she has so many followers, but I'm not a I'm not a Twitch person uh, to begin with, so maybe it's just something. Maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like seriously, like I, I mean, my my age is showing, like yeah, Twitch and uh, and TikTok, they don't got me. You know what I mean? Um, you but, know, I do like TikTok. At the same it, time, it, it, it they're fun little videos, but Twitch is different. You're like streaming for like you know uh, a while usually. Uh, but what I tell about TikTok is though, um, I mean, how many IG videos posts have you seen that are TikTok tags at the end too? You know oh, what I mean? They, yeah. Like, it makes it, it makes it over eventually. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that and Reels or wh- whatever other platform, Snaps, whatever they call them um, on the Snap platform. Yeah, they, they all those TikToks make it over there anyway. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's. Move. That's all I have uh, for this week. Um, so you know what that means. I do. It's time for everyone's favorite segment on Cold Brew Podcast because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the Cold Brew List. As we As proceed, we proceed yeah. oh. to give you what you need. So let me ask you this: hmm. Have you ever lost a friend? Ah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the the closest friend I've lost is uh, one of my um, high school friends or one of my grade school friends, his older brother, and I would consider him a friend. So yeah, I lost a friend before. It's it's All rough, right. man. It's rough. Oh yeah, no, I mean, uh, shoot, I think like three guys that I graduated high school with have passed away. Damn, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, and I, and again, I say that, uh, uh, but I know most of them. One of them was like my first best friend too. So I mean, it's like. Uh, I, it's never easy. I mean, no. losing a loved one is never easy. I mean, uh, it's just part of life. Right. As far as uh, the impact it has on you, losing them. Not, I, I'm not one of those. Oh, death is a part of life. I mean, yes, it is. At the same time, I, that's not what I meant to pass it off as. I meant yeah. the fact that the the impact it has on you is part of life. Well, yeah, and and you don't know how it's going to impact you until it happens. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Why do you ask? Okay. Well, um, a very popular sitcom was called Friends. And, um, well, Mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Perry, who played Chandler Bing, uh, unfortunately passed away. um, What you call timestamp. It's it's Saturday, the uh, 28th 28th of October. Yeah, we, we we just got this news, what, like three, four hours ago? Yeah. And yeah, long story short, um, you know, it comes across on social media that a lot of us uh, follow, and it's just like, wow. I mean, uh, I was talking to my, my wife about it, and because I mean, everyone knows friends. I mean, it's huge pop culture reference, mm-hmm. a lot of jokes, a lot of uh, a lot of now, uh, I mean, uh, what do I want to say, relationship, whether uh friends or personal tropes have come from that or have been yeah. uh um what do i want to say 
pushed forward because of that you know and, that, and that with, show so yeah with streaming it, it it's become cross-generational too a little bit yeah yeah i remember reading like a whole thing about how um you know yeah the streaming and binge watching and stuff like that friends was uh was really uh brought back to the the front of our um was what do i say it uh it flooded a, a newer a younger generation yeah because it had, of, had a second life the uh, popular yeah there you go so anyway i have a list of the 10 uh best moments from chandler b nice all right i'm, and, I'm, I'm um, already getting emotional when when you said that yeah you know why because Here's the thing. I, I mean, I liked Friends when it came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, before it jumped the shark, especially, I, I thought it was cool. I mean, uh, for for my age wise, I was still in high school, so these people were older than me. But like, it was kind of introducing me to, to life as a, as a young adult. Uh, yeah. You know, starting to be a professional, starting to be a you know more in a serious relationship dating than um, casual dating, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and um yeah i mean it was it was topical i mean you know you uh you you went to school and you didn't watch friends you're not going to talk to a lot of people the next day or just <laughs> or, or you could or, or get a lot of reference yeah you yeah you, you wouldn't get a lot of reference yeah, i don't want to say like everyone's shallow but yeah <laughs> but it was it was you want to be in the know fr- friends in seinfeld man it was like a one-two fucking punch and they would they would try to put a show in between but it was really you, you went from friends you waited the, the and then you and then you got the Seinfeld. Well, didn't Seinfeld make, even make that joke with the, the time slot with Banyan? Yeah, Wasn't yeah. That the whole thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. <laughs> they did. I right. forgot about that. Yeah. But, but to be honest, didn't Frazier push Seinfeld too? Though, if you want to. Yeah, and if, if you want to into that, maybe even Cheers. The later well, part of Cheers. Yeah, obviously, obviously Cheers and Cheers, or Frazier got the rub from Cheers, obviously. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Like it wasn't like Seinfeld was killing it, like you know no, day they one. Weren't. Yeah, it was until like season three they actually fucking propelled themselves. But anyway, let's get back to Friends. Okay. Um. So yeah, I just have a list. I mean, it's a long list, but I'm just gonna do the top ten okay. from um the best moments. Um. So. It's from season nine. They show the one with the mugging. The one with the mugging. Hmm. I don't remember that one. Um, it's uh, when Chandler wanted to change careers. Mm-hmm. And he got an in- internship with an ad agency. Oh, yeah. I remember that. He had to come up with, yeah, he had to come up with a slogan for a terrible pair of sneakers. Yeah, and he was in his thirties, and everyone else was just out of high, uh, out of college in the, the their low tw- or their early twenties. He was like the old man, but he yeah. was still like the 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 like the intern or whatever. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the one where Chandler takes a bath. Season eight. <laughs> oh, that's later on. Yeah, okay. But yeah, he just got addicted to taking bath. I, I I remember bath scenes, but I don't remember Chandler taking a bath. Okay, all right. I guess I'm not that much of a friend's uh, file as a lot of other people might be. 
And that's the thing too. He didn't like to do his own. So when people drew a bath, he would sneak in. <laughs> that's hilarious. This one, season seven, the one with Phoebe's cookies. Oh yeah, the the the, the Nestle Toll House cookies. <laughs> uh, no, this is more of um, the fact that during this one he tried to bond with Ross and um, Monica's dad, and um, he played racquetball, and then afterwards they were in the steam room. Oh yeah, then he fell and grabbed his junk. Oh, he, that was the office. No, oh. he, he he sat in his lap. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm I'm mixing up my sitcoms, but the the, the one with Phoebe's cookies. Uh, I mean, Phoebe's did did have cookies, and they ended up being Nestle Tollhouse cookies, and she had no idea. Um, what's it called? The one season six, the one on the last night. Um. He proposed to Monica uh, in the season six finale. Um, I guess. Oh, when uh, Chandler moved in and with Monica and Rachel moved out. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, this is the one where Chandler invented the game Cups. That was a good one. Oh, that was a good one where... <laughs> We we're having a, Joey's like we're having a good time, you know. Nobody's trying to give anybody money, <laughs> even though he invented the yeah. game to give Joey money. So because he felt bad for abandoning Joey, right? Right. But then Joey <laughs> turns around and loses it to Ross after teaching him the bit. <laughs> That's <of> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was a great episode. I, I remember that one. Um, season five, the one when everyone finds out that Chandler and Monica are dating. Oh yeah! Oh man, that was that was a good little like three or four. Maybe it was more than that. I just remember a few episodes where first Joey knew, right, and then Rachel knew, and then Rachel found out Joey knew, and Joey found out Rachel knew, and yeah, it was, and then Ross found out because he moved in across the street and saw them kissing through the window. Right. Yeah, that was that was that was a nice little uh, um, like uh, arc in there in the in the whole Friends um, saga. This one, this was the one I like, the one with Chandler in a box. Oh yeah, uh, because he was dating Joey's ex girlfriend. Oh, he didn't know he he kissed Joey's girlfriend. He oh he kissed Joey's uh, paid, played by Padgett yeah. Brewster. Yeah, I, right. I, I would have liked seeing more of her on the show. Nevertheless, I like the when he got the velveteen rabbit confused with Velveeta. <laughs> uh, you like rabbits and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I laughed because I knew it. Yeah, that that line right there. <laughs> I know you like rabbits I know, and I know you like cheese. <laughs> and then the whole, um, the whole, um, you know when she said goodbye to him in the box and he couldn't talk because he said he wouldn't and yeah. then joey's like let him out you just too good thinking in there you know <laughs> yeah. oh though no, but when chandler put his finger out and waved goodbye that was kind of heartbreaking yeah, <laughs> yeah you did you did a lot of good thinking in there <laughs> even even joey was heartbroken <laughs> yeah it was, that was a great episode oh man you're making me uh 
You're making me emotional right now. Yeah, it's memory lane. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen these in a long time, and I still remember them. They're on Max, folks. If you have Max, they're on there. Season three, the one with the hypnosis tape. Hmm. Not sure it was uh, for, yeah, it was for him to quit smoking, but it was also like a, a tape for uh, for female smokers. So mm. he like, not only does he stop smoking, but he's a powerful woman. <laughs> I don't remember that. That sounds funny, but I don't remember that one. He's a strong, confident woman. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that. That gave him like a little, a little, um, you know, character uh, twist to play, live up. Yeah. I I can see him doing that very well though. Um, number three, season two, the one after the Super Bowl, the the highly touted Julia Roberts episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 did it for for ratings, of course. But they yeah. they had Julia on there for ratings. Yeah, that one was okay. I I guess maybe because it was Julia Roberts and it was something different. But yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't really in love with that episode. No, I get you. Um, let's see. Moving on. Oh, this is a good one. Season one, the one with the blackout when he's in the oh. S- when he's in the ATM vestibule with Joe Goodacre. Oh, that was so fucking great. When <laughs> when he's talking on the phone with Joey, or no, with Monica. Yeah. Monica doesn't understand what he's. Because he's trying to be all sly inside the vestibule. And well, then yeah. He, he he's talking this, through his teeth. Yeah, and then he, he says the same thing, exact thing to Joe, and he totally gets it. Oh, man, that was a great fucking joke. Good guy. Good bit. Good bit. Yeah, that was a great one. And it, he could have... Dude, I mean, he was so charming, and like I, I really think he could have dated her for a while, but, eh, you know, that's just not the way they wrote it. Hmm. And then number one. Well, there's no number one. They just kind of do a like nice little tribute of his character. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think another good. Yeah, uh, but I mean, go ahead. I would say, like, you know, he, uh, you know, he was good with the one-liners and, and jokes, and I mean. I don't know if he was a leading man. I mean, but he was just definitely part of the ensemble. You know, yeah. he, uh, you know, in in the conglomerate of dynamics of friendships, he definitely fit in with them. And, uh, you know, you see parts that of, uh, I guess, your friend groups with him. You see yeah. parts of your friend groups with all these people. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a good written show. Part, and part of yourself. I think that's part of the the great part of Friends is you see a little bit of yourself in each of them. Yeah, I can see that. And then uh, a couple, of the, a couple of the other ones I, I want to mention is like some of the flashbacks where he's got like the flock of seagulls haircuts. Th- those are kind of yeah. funny. Um, and then the the one where they they they're playing the uh, with I, I want to call it a game show, but it's not really a game show. Like Ross is the host, and the girls are playing against the guys for the for the apartments to switch apartments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that was when he. Uh, <laughs> we, we found out his name was Chenandler uh, Bong, or Mrs. Or was it Miss or Mrs. Uh, Ch- Ms. Chenandler Bong? Yeah, that's that's still that still cracks me up because we have a, a city out here called Chandler, and so like I always think, uh, you know, it's out it's all the way out in Chenandler Bong. I don't know if I want to go out there. 
definitely uh, um, pierced the pop culture in the 90s. Like, just like you said earlier, like if you didn't watch this, like what, who you were talking, who were you going to talk to the next day? At, at school anyway. So, yeah. Um, he's 54 years old. And I, I had never really thought of uh, any of the Friends characters dying anytime soon. Like maybe like you, you and I were Cheers fans and yeah, they're getting up there. Like if one of them passed away, like, ah, oh, you know, that's sad. Okay. But um, friend, they just seem, it just seems way too young. He was the first out of the, the primary six to pass away. And I, I wasn't expecting it. And it kind of hit me a little bit harder than I thought it was going to. Uh, yeah. Well, tip of 40 for uh, Chandler Bing, everyone. Yeah. Matthew Perry. Yeah. Here's a drink. Speaking of drinks, how's your beer doing? Good. Coincidentally, I just finished it. <laughs> Perfect timing, because we're about to rate our beers right now on Untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast. So I remember you had by Brew Dog, but I forgot what the name was. It's because we don't allow your type here at Bushwood. Oh, that's right. Bushwood. That's right. Oops. Bushwood beer. Head for the mountains. Um, there it is. Brewdog USA, Bushwood Beer. What would you like to rate this at? Let me give it a three five. Okay. Right now has an overall rating of 3.53. Two of our friends have rated it for an average of 3.5. Jake J gave it a 3.5. And DTM gave it a 3.5. DTM says, uh, gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, check in. 3.5. What notes would you like to leave about this one? Oh, definitely say light, crisp, and hoppy. I mean, no. I thought you were going to ask if if I can make a shoe smell. (laughs) Light, crisp. And hoppy, you know, if if craft beer was a rage back then, I know, I know they would have fucking written in a, a craft beer joke in there, right? Possibly. Nah, yeah, those guys are fucking smart, man. All right, um, so I had by roses by the stairs. Surprises, let me know she cares. They're Thackeray Binks. So let me go here to um. Back. Binks. Oh, there's another one. Thackeray Binks by Nostalgia Brewing. Oh, and there's one by Wait. Five Wits Brewing. Yeah. The 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 word you're saying, the the first name. Spell it for me. Uh, T H A C K E R Y. So it's like Zachary with the T. Uh, yeah, but Zachary has an O for the Ori part. This is as an E. Okay, for the, yeah. But, well, I've seen Zachary with the A R Y too. So I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Thackeray. But no, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, uh, you sound like uh, crackhead Bob trying to say Zachary. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I get. It. And there's yeah, there's but there's a few of them. I guess uh, they're not the only ones who came up with this name because there's one by Five Wits. That's also a a, a black IPA. 
Uh, but then Gypsy Soul Brewing has a pumpkin beer that's called Thackeray Binks. So there's a couple Thackeray beers. It's not the only one, but this is one by Roses by the Stairs. Um, I like this one. This I'm going to give this a 3.8. It's not my favorite black IPA, but it's really good. Um, we have one friend who rated it at 4. It has an overall rating of 3.84. Who's the friend? Uh, oh, Eddie Gomez. He Oh, he checked in. He did not rate it. And then uh, my friend Allie, um, she got it and she gave it a 4.0. I'm going to check in with a 3.8. And I'm going to say it is um, roasty and hoppy. Because yeah, that's pretty much the only two really flavor profiles I get. So check in. All right. Um, a couple of things. I... Uh, Went over to, uh, um, uh, yeah, I went over to Ground Control today, and uh, I ate there and had, had some beers, and then I also picked up some beers. Um, this one of the uh, this one right here, Thackeray Binks, that's uh, one of the ones I picked up. But uh, um, they have a uh, a beer festival coming or you know happening in November, November eighteenth. It's their November. It's their Red, white, and beer um, festival. They have it every year. It's invitation. It's uh, I-, I wouldn't call it invitational, but it is a. Uh, it's one of the longest running beer festivals in the West Valley, and you know I, I hope uh, those out there who are listening right now um, end up can get up uh, um, end up coming to the event. Uh, November eighteenth. It's going to be at Ground Control. They usually block off the the parking lot and they set up all the tents and everything so just want to give a shout out to ian and stephanie and i hope their their festival is uh is successful it has been the last couple years i think the only one year they didn't have it was during covid Uh, but they've had it every other year and it's one of the longest running like i said beer festivals in the west valley so i just wanted to give a shout out to them um i had their uh I had a sandwich and some fries, and they had the the Diamondbacks game going on, which they actually won. I think they beat them. Uh, they beat the Rangers nine nine to one tonight. I think. Oh yeah, it was a beatdown. Mm-hmm. Shout Start. out to Marte with the uh, with the postseason hits record now, eighteen games in a row. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's good for him. That's awesome. I, I yeah. didn't see any of the the stats for tonight. Um, but yeah, uh, the oh uh, yeah the um yeah. I think yeah, I think after that it was like after that inning it was like sixteen hits to three, yeah, like nine to one already. It was it was a it was a route. Yeah, it was. It was when I left the the restaurant, it was still two to one, so it was still. I was like, especially after the the first game when they I think they took a two nothing lead, then they lost. Oh no, the Rangers took a two nothing lead, and then the the. Diamondbacks took a uh, took the lead and then they tied it and then the they ended up losing. So now now that now the series is tied one to one, you know I'm, I'm not I'm not against the Diamondbacks, but when I was at the bar and they were cheering because of all the Diamondbacks successes, I was like ah, it was kind of annoying because it's not the Giants. I don't, I don't I don't know if that makes any sense, but. Um, I, I could care less, but at the same time, it's like I don't want—I don't want to hear—I don't want to hear people cheer. Um, 
<coughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, couple days until Halloween. You ready? Are you ready for Halloween? Is your family ready for Halloween? I think so. Yeah. Now, what are your girls going to be? Well, my older daughter, she's got two costumes. She's got a witch costume for school. Okay. And then uh, she's going to be Elsa. And then, um, what's it called? My younger daughter, she's going to be Anna. Oh, okay. Are you going to be she's, Sven? She's not in school, so she only got one. I, w- I was going to be um, Kristoff, but I never got one. Because uh, we're, we're looking at costumes for adults, and like they're almost twice the price of what we're paying for our daughters. We're like, wait a minute. Is <laughs> not for us, really, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're not going to do a family-themed costume thing this year? Uh, no, no, unfortunately. Okay. It's too late for that. All right. You should have uh, just got some antler ears and walked around. Yeah. My daughter's going to be a ghost face from the Scream movies. Why not from the Butang Clan? <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, you know, she she doesn't really know ghost face uh, in that aspect, so it is a little a little too early in her uh in her hip hop. Right now I, I'm just I just like the fact she likes Eminem. So I could, I could turn her on to any Eminem song and she'll like it. So, you know, start slowly. We'll start what they like and then build from there. Um, I don't think she's ready for, uh, uh, what's it, Sheila Ghost? Oh. <laughs> she's not ready for that one yet. <laughs> um, yeah, she's going to be Ghostface, and I got, I, I got my Michael Myers mask. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I got my Dickies uh, coveralls. I, I, I'm going to throw it in the wash, though, just to um, get all the wrinkles out and get the stiffness out of it. But yeah, so I'm going to be Michael Myers. She's going to be um, Ghostface. And her mom's going to be uh, Freddy Krueger. But uh, she didn't buy a mask. And I go, ah, you don't need a mask. You're you're hideous, hideous enough as it is. So yeah, she didn't really like that joke. So yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, and I don't know about the, the pumpkins. Um, usually I get there and my daughter's like, here, carve this intricate, you know, advanced um master class pumpkin carving for me and like ah fuck it takes me like two hours and i'm done it's like all right i gotta go she's like but you just got here i go i just fucking carved this is this was last year's conversation i just fucking carved your pumpkin for two and a half hours i gotta go (laughs) i gotta go to work but um anyway so yeah that that's probably how it's gonna go tomorrow or uh on monday and then tuesday we'll go around and uh my daughter's grandmother, she's she's fucking goes all out for, for Halloween when it comes to, like, her candy. She gets those gift bags. You know the gift bags, like, they give out at birthday parties, the little cellophane bags. You put treats in it and stuff. She gives those out, and she puts, like, the small candies, but each one gets, like, one full-size candy bar. Nice. Yeah, so it could be a Trix, could be a Kit Kat, could be a Hershey's or a Snickers or <coughs> Mr. Good Bar. I don't know why I keep coughing. Or Mr. Good Bar, but it, everything has like a, a full size candy bar in it. So, yeah, and all the kids know. And there's, I think there's apps out there now that you could tell like people who are trick or treating, like which is the good house. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Fucking all these kids have phones now. Anyway, what what age will you consider like the cutoff for for um, trick or treaters? Because 
I saw some memes going around or some stories or on Instagram, social media posts saying like some cities are like putting the cutoff at like 12 or 13 years old. If you're older than that, then you shouldn't be out trick or treating. Ah, uh, shoot. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. <coughs> if I, I, yeah, I think it, I, I think it's for the kids and the kids at heart. I yeah. mean, if, if you're still in high school, if you're a freshman or a sophomore, still trick or treating, and you because you got a cool cut, like you wanted to dress up cool. Honestly, I think by the time you're a junior or senior in high school, you just maybe got a costume for the day or, or for a party, not really to yeah. go get candy. So, I mean, that, I guess that's my cutoff, what, like 15, 16? I get that. Or maybe, but what if you have like a, a seven year old, like a uh, brother or sister, and you're trick or treating with them and. You know, maybe walk just walk up to the, and you you do have a costume on at, le, at at least if they're participating and they have like a full fledged costume on, not just like a oh I put a fucking um, an eye patch on and drew like or or drew like a, a or or I'm wearing like a, a one of those headbands with the cat ears and I painted my nose, you know, give me some candy like fuck you get out of here, <laughs> but anyway. Um, all those kids uh, you know, get way too much in candy. In honesty, anyway. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I never really had the the ageism problem with Halloween. Yeah, me neither. As long as you're having fun, participating, you're not being a an asshole about it. Uh, I'll, you know, go ahead, have fun. You know, because here's the thing, though, too. Like, if you're if you're older, and I don't know, like, like say your first five houses. Say like two of them reject you, or like have something to say about you. You're gonna call it a night. You know what I mean? You're, you're really gonna put up with it with, for twenty for forty percent of Halloween being, you know, the door shut in your face. Really? <laughs> or in, in this day and age, they swipe uh, left on you five times. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> reject you. I mean, that's the way I see it, right? Yeah. I mean, because no, like right. it, seriously, if if you were you know if you were that age, if if you really had a costume and were really excited and you know to do it and people are saying no get the hell out of here what's wrong with you? we're kids only and stuff like that you know then yeah. you're being like yeah maybe i didn't think this through or maybe i didn't realize that uh people you know the uh the house is participating you're gonna feel that yeah no i get that all right well yeah i mean Another year, another year, another Halloween. We're going to move on past this and get to Thanksgiving next. Um, before we get there, um, just want to get your thoughts. It's sat- Saturday, October 28th, like you said earlier. And uh, the night before um, the football Sunday. How do you feel about uh, you know, uh, the 49ers host the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend? How do you feel about uh, Sunday's game? Well, it's a get right game. I mean, we we gotta we gotta you know dial up some things right uh, better. I, I didn't watch. I was I was really disappointed with the last two uh, uh, performances. I mean, Cleveland. I, I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't see them uh, being that. Or I didn't realize that they were that dominant of a defense. And then the rain kind of helped too. I was having flashbacks of the Chicago game, uh, <laughs> right. week one last year. And then, um, you know. Just you know, they're chalking it up to one play with the uh, at half right before halftime. Um, it, it's you know a game down comes down to more than one one play. I mean, there's right. 
you could say a handful of plays, but I mean, we were in both games. Long story short, so it's not like we're we're off the rails and getting blown out. But yeah, it's just it's almost like are, are we beating ourselves at, at some point? So you know, get right game. Um, I haven't followed Cincinnati that much. I know Burrow's not been dialed in since his uh, preseason injury. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're uh, what they I think they beat Seattle the other week. So I mean. They're still a good team, right? Yeah, um, and they're, they're coming. They're starting to come around as far as the yeah, team I, as a whole. Right. I mean, I didn't. No, I had I had the Ravens taking the North only because I thought the Bengals would have a tougher season. But you know, I, I still picked them to to be a playoff team in the um, in the AFC. So yeah. With that said, I mean, if, if we don't get there and beat ourselves, we have a great great chance of actually winning the game. <laughs> <laughs> right, like you know, and even if the Niners uh, lost, it'd be the third in a row. It would suck. It wouldn't be the end of the season, but it would still put a damper on it. But it's maybe it's good that they have a lull in the middle of the season rather than than at the end, because they're still gonna make the playoffs regardless. But um, yeah, it, is Brock playing? Because uh, I heard he, I, everyone figures he's not playing. No, yeah, he's supposed to play. Oh, is he really? Okay. Maybe that's why yeah. the, the line crept back up to a four and a half. Right. No, he, he's supposed to play. I mean, yeah, that's another thing. Like when um, when the concussion went after that, he was one for six with two interceptions uh, from that play. So then you could say, you know, even he was kind of rattled. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought he wasn't because every person who did the, pro- the concussion protocol this season missed the preceding game, but he's not. So... We'll see, and then you know, you look at um, you look at the Browns, um, their quarterback who beat us, what PJ whatever. I mean, <laughs> PJ Walker. He's yeah. a backup quarterback. Yeah, but he's a backup quarterback. I mean, backup quarterbacks could have success in this league. I mean, so right. Who's, right. who's to say that Darnold couldn't go out there and get the win anyway? So you know. Yeah, it, w- it wouldn't be his first win in this league, or his first start, let alone that. Um, yeah, is uh, but Trent's supposed to be playing and, and CMC, but Debo's still out. Right. Yeah, that 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 sucks. But he's gonna come back. I'd, like I said, it, it's it's a low in the middle of the season, which is good because it's better than at the end. Everyone comes back healthy and they they make a playoff rush. Because um, it would suck if like you, you say you go, say you go twelve or no, was it? It'd be fourteen and three. Let's let. Just for fuck's sakes, for argument's sakes, they lost this game. Then they won the rest. They'd be fourteen and three. It's better to be fourteen and three and lose your three in the middle of the season than fourteen and three and lose your three at the end and they get bounced in and lose the number one overall and then get bounced in week one. I, I so, get what you're saying. So Long season. That, that, that's the way I'm spinning this. Uh, th- these two losses in a row. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I don't think they're the worst team in the league just because they lost twice. All right, man. Anything else you'd like to bring up in this episode of Cold Brew Podcast? Um. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. I I, I caught your uh, your Exorcist. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Show. Oh, what do yeah. you think? I thought it was cool. Um, yeah. Shout out to Amanda for uh, for you know um, jumping on a, a pod with you. Um, yeah. That was cool. I haven't seen the movies, so I, and I don't care to. So I just wanted to hear you guys. Uh, <laughs> talk to movies uh some takeaways um 
first of all, I, I liked the um, the kind of uh, well, how do you say it? I don't want to say analogy, but just the uh, kind of uh, example she gave that you know um, using the original Exorcist and the remake is a good example for film for a film school on what a difference the director could do. Oh, I mean, yeah, I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Shoot, what was the other thing I was? Thinking? Oh, yeah. Um, and then you know what made me do it too was uh, your little clip on uh, on um, on Instagram, and and you even like cut in the uh, the scene of the spider walk and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been following these YouTube channels that talk about like what what could have been movie wise as far as a possible like a a possible uh, Ghostbusters three or a possible. Um, Tim Burton, uh, Batman three, or um, shoot, um, who's the uh, the Terminator director? Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah, James Cameron wanted to do Spider Man and like what what the script would have, like stuff like that. And one that that really stuck out to me was um, was Goonies. A lot of a lot of um, uh, stuff that was cut from there, and at the same time, the those deleted scenes, although they weren't really packaged with the with the with the end all be all dvd yeah they've 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 been edited back in for some um for cable releases like back Hmm. in the you know late 80s early 90s and um so like the 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 infamous octopus scene because i don't know if if you remember or not but like when data tells his parents they fought an octopus and stuff like that it was one of the big loopholes that everyone's like what are you talking about and they showed the scene and yeah it was it was campy and cheesy as hell, but yeah, they fought an octopus and and there was an actual, uh, yeah, for cable only run where they actually edited it back in. I oh. thought that was pretty cool. I, yeah, yeah, I had no idea. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll send you the leak. Yeah, I mean, because they have a few uh, a few little screen grabs of it, but it it's pretty funny. But yeah, it just reminded me of that, like too, how like a whole movie could change just for a, a few scenes or two. Yeah, and then, uh, supposedly too, like uh, gorillas got out and they. Uh, they stole the the that rival guy's Mustang and all this stuff. It was pretty funny. Oh, that, yeah, that that's that's stupid. <laughs> that's actually I'm glad they cut that part out. I would like to see the octopus though. It couldn't have been any worse than the the, the octopus from Popeye. Possibly. Yeah, that was that was a horrible fucking special effect. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what what she and I are gonna do uh, for the next. But yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to to hang, uh, to have her on the the show and. Cause she's just a big movie movie buff. Whether it's a good movie or a terrible movie, she'll she's game. That's what I like about her. All right, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we like to wish you cheers. Until next time. We raise the ball and we put it in your ear, no matter who you are. Come first, my peoples come first. My peoples come first.